Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it's like to witness a murder? Forrest grabbed the knife and then just stabbed Johnny in one motion. Or how it feels to be shot? I was immediately hit by a barrage of bullets. Or how you would react if your spouse hired someone to kill you? And he was to put me in a grave with a bullet wound on my head. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a stalking victim. Came back upstairs and when I came back and turned the corner into my room, I saw him standing there. You'll hear from a man who was kidnapped and tortured. I would do anything, say anything, to simply get away. And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. Four Disturbing Missing Persons Mysteries Missing persons cases can be difficult for all those involved because often those searching simply can't find answers. Sometimes people deliberately want to disappear, while other times individuals can vanish under much more bizarre and unusual circumstances. These are four disturbing missing persons mysteries. Number four, missing trio of Fort Worth, Texas. It was December 23, 1974. 17-year-old Rachel Trika wanted to get her last-minute Christmas shopping done before the holiday, so she called her friend, 14-year-old Lisa Wilson, and invited her for a day of shopping. Rachel drove over to her friend's house in her Oldsmobile and once there, Renee's neighbor, 9-year-old Julie Mosley, asked the girls if she could tag along too. Julie called her mom who was at work and at first she told her no, but eventually caved and said she could go as long as she was back before 6pm. The three girls hopped into Rachel's car and first stopped at a local Army Navy store. 
They picked up various layaway items before heading to Sears, which was in the Seminary South shopping center. All three girls were spotted at the mall, and several witnesses remembered seeing Renee wearing a shirt that read, Sweet Honesty, on the front. At some point, the girls managed to return to the parking lot since the items and gifts they purchased were eventually found inside Rachel's locked vehicle. However, all three of them were never seen again. When they hadn't returned home by 6 p.m., their family started looking for them. The Oldsmobile was later found on the upper level of the parking lot, and one of the dads of the girls stood guard over the car to make sure nothing happened to it, as well as hoping that they would return. Then the rest of the family members went into every store while having the girls' names announced over the PA system. At least two witnesses the cops spoke with said that they saw some men hustling the trio inside a van in the parking lot. Another witness said he saw a man force a young girl into a car. When he inquired about the commotion, the man told him it was simply a family argument and to stay out of their business. Initially, police thought the girls were runaways, and this delayed the cops from pursuing the case as a kidnapping. The following day, Rachel's husband, Tommy, found a letter addressed to him inside their mailbox. On the upper left was the name Rachel, and there was no city name indicated and only a blurred zip code. In the letter, it stated the girls had gone to Houston and that they would return in a week. It also said the car was in the upper level of the shopping center parking lot. Even though there were witnesses, no solid leads could be found. The families could not find any trace of the girls or where they went. Rachel's husband, along with her family, did not believe the letter was written by Rachel. And over the years, various private investigators have tried their hand in solving the case, but still to no avail. At least one PI even offered a $25,000 reward for information leading to an arrest in the case, but so far no one has come forward to claim that. Today, 44 years later, the case of the missing Fourth Worth trio still remains open. Number 3. Garnell Moore The last time anyone saw Garnell Moore was when he was just 7 years old. Living in a poor part of Baltimore, Maryland, his mother was incarcerated and his father was homeless. With his parents unable to care for him, Garnell was left in the care of his aunt, Belinda Cash. Cash took in the young boy when he was six years old, but she never had legal custody of him. He lived there with her, never went to school, and was never in contact with social services. In a sense, the public system never even knew he existed. The last confirmed sighting of Garnell was in August of 2002. His other aunt, Trina Morton, had seen him playing outside of Belinda's home. Trina talked with Belinda and arranged for Garnell to come visit her the next weekend. However, the scheduled visit was postponed because Trina had gone into labor. When Trina called Belinda again to reschedule, Belinda simply said that it wasn't a good time. It wasn't until years later, in June of 2005, when relatives realized he was missing. It was around this time they finally located Cash again and asked where the boy was. She said that he went on a school field trip to Virginia, but this made the relative suspicious since Garnell wasn't enrolled and school wasn't in session during the time. His relatives then called police and they interviewed Cash, at which point she changed her story and simply told him that the boy was no longer in her care. She said she grew tired of caring for him 
and left him on the steps of a social services building. She gave them the address, but when investigators checked it, there was no social services building there. They also went and searched for the boy in Cash's old home, but he wasn't there either. They also brought in cadaver dogs in the off chance something had happened to him, but the search turned up empty. Police tried to find out where the little boy had gone, but it seems he simply vanished into thin air. Today, the case of Garnell Moore remains unsolved. It's been 16 years since he was last seen, and so far no witnesses or other family members have come forward regarding his disappearance. Belinda was given a lie detector test about her story, but the results were inconclusive. It seems she has something to hide since her story's fluctuated, but she's not been formally charged with anything. No one knows for sure what happened to Garnell, if he's alive or dead, or if he'll ever be seen again. Number 2. The Jameson Family It was October of 2009 when Bobby and Sherilyn Jameson, along with their six-year-old daughter Madison, hauled their most precious items into their truck and left home. That was the last time they would ever be seen again. They had been living in Eufaula, Oklahoma. Although they had personal family issues, they seemed to lead a relatively normal life. But on October 8, 2009, something happened that caused the Jamesons to start packing their stuff abruptly and leave. Caught on surveillance tape from a security camera they installed in their home, Bobby and Sherilyn were walking like zombies back and forth from the house in their truck never speaking to one another. It's said that they were looking to buy a 40-acre plot of land somewhere in the Red Oak Mountain Range and were thought to be headed there. About a week later, the Jameson's truck was found abandoned in Latimer County, Oklahoma. There were no signs of distress, and the family dog, Maisie, was alive inside, but severely malnourished after a week without food and water. Other items found inside included the family's personal belongings like wallets, IDs, mobile phones, and a GPS system, as well as $32,000 in cash. For years, their disappearance remained a mystery until November 2013, when hikers found the skeletal remains of two adults and one child. The bodies were less than three miles from where their truck had been found years before. But because of the state of decomposition, the medical examiner had to resort to forensic, pathological, and anthropological testing to positively identify the remains as that of Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison. Their cause of death, however, could not be determined. Since their disappearance, various theories as to why this happened have emerged. Initially, it was thought the family had faked their own deaths and planned their disappearance. Some said they were involved in a witness protection program or even that it was a murder-suicide since both Bobby and Sherilyn had suffered depression at some point. There were others that pointed to Bobby Jameson Sr. because he had threatened the family before. Apparently, he and his son did not have a good relationship and were involved in a lawsuit against one another, but police ruled him out as a suspect, and Bobby Sr. died just two months after the family disappeared. Still, others questioned why the Jamesons had so much cash with them, is it possible they were involved in a drug deal of some sort? This would also possibly explain the strange behavior that Bobby and Cheryl Lynn had before they disappeared, and the area where they live is also known for meth labs and other drug deals. But if that was the case, 
then why would the large amount of money be left behind? If drug dealers killed them off, certainly they would have taken the cash before leaving. Yet another, stranger theory also emerged, and that was that the family was actually haunted. The couple once told their pastor on several occasions that they had seen spirits inside their home. A witch's Bible was discovered in the house, and apparently Cheryl Lynn had dabbled in witchcraft with her friend. Moreover, Cheryl Lynn's mother also believes they were on a cult hit list, although she didn't name which cult specifically. Is it possible something spooked them so bad that they left as quick as they could and were followed by someone or something? Today, the trail in the Jameson case has now grown cold. No one knows for sure why the family was killed, if it was a murder-suicide of sorts, drug dealers, or perhaps something even worse. Number 1. Missing Women of Chillicothe, Ohio With a population of less than 25,000, Chillicothe, Ohio is by all means a small town. But despite its size, it's been haunted by the disappearance of several women over the past few years. Since 2014, the city has had to endure various reported cases of missing women, and the numbers are starting to add up. The first woman was 27-year-old Charlotte Trego, who disappeared on May 3, 2014. She was a mother of two, and her family says it's uncharacteristic of her to simply disappear without letting them know. On the same day she disappeared, her friend, Tamika Lynch, also went missing. Tamika's body was found three weeks later in a creek. Her death was listed under undetermined circumstance, but it's believed she was already dead before she was placed in the water. By November of 2014, Wanda Lemons went missing too, and her body has never been recovered. After that, it was Shasta Himmelrich who was pregnant at the time, and she disappeared on Christmas Day. Her car was found abandoned close to the Higby Bridge. It would take eight days for her body to be found in the Scioto River, a mile away from the bridge. Tiffany Sayre then went missing on May 11, 2015. She was prostituting herself at the time and went out to meet a client at the Chillicoth Inn. However, she never returned. Her phone could not be reached and was never in touch with family or friends after she disappeared. Her body was later found by hikers in the Highland Nature Sanctuary a month later, and her death was ruled a murder. Residents, along with the families of those missing, believe the deaths are linked to a serial killer on the loose in their small town. They even believe that missing women from nearby towns could also have been victimized by the same killer, if indeed there is one. All the women somehow knew each other or ran in the same circles, and most of them were either involved in drugs or prostitution. A task force was assembled and they pointed to another man who might have information about the case. This man is Ernest Dollar Bill Moore, and he was accused of torturing and assaulting a Chillicothe man and has been acquainted with all of the girls that have disappeared in one way or another. Unfortunately, there are no solid leads, and with several of the women still missing and only one victim officially being called a murder, no one knows if this is the work of an actual serial killer or just some morbid coincidence happening. Currently, the case is still open. So there were four disturbing missing persons mysteries. People don't just vanish into thin air, so when someone goes missing, a never-ending list of questions often follow, 
where not enough answers can be found. Unfortunately, what happened to the individuals who have disappeared can remain a mystery forever. If you like this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel because every Saturday and Wednesday we're posting new videos for you to check out. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you soon.